Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. For pastoring for 40 years, what has always intrigued me is Christian businesses, uh, men and women who run their business in a way that's obviously different and I would say biblical. That intrigues me, and I believe they have the potential of being one of the greatest witnesses for Christ as anyone. Uh, This is Bert Harper, along with Nathan Harper, our co-host, and uh, you're going to hear an interview from a lady who's starting a a business, and it'll be a new business. But Nathan, when I look at the Bible, and I, I saw Paul in Philippi, one of the women the woman that helped start the church there was a seller of purple or a businesswoman, wasn't she? She was. She was successful, had a uh, pretty large sphere of influence, and by all accounts, more than in more than one city beyond even Philippi. So Lydia, right? That's Lydia, her name? yeah. Okay. And when we think of her, I, I believe that she was good, but after she became a Christian— I believe that business would probably say, okay, we've got a greater purpose. And I enjoy businesses like that. Chick-fil-A, you, you know, b- based upon that. I just love to go there, say, my pleasure. You uh-huh. hear it. And uh, your son, Jude, my grandson, was on the radio with us one time. We were in D.C. at the Bible Museum. By the way, the Bible Museum was started by, guess who? The Greens, who owns Hobby Lobby. Yeah. And uh, we were there, and I said, Jude, your son, I said, thank you for being on the radio with us. And he said, my pleasure. And uh, You can tell we go to Chick-fil-A quite a bit. Chick-fil-A was part of there. <laughs> and so, but also here at AFA, there's two businessmen from out in Texas, and they said, we want to help AFA. And uh, they were in the cleaning business, and they've developed Redeem Clean, a product that, you know, you can use washing clothes, making them clean, and order them at afastore.net, by the way, Redeem Clean. So businesses has a purpose oh, yeah. in, in doing so. And you can be very missional in that purpose, whatever your business model is. And the funds, some of the funds can go toward mission efforts. But you can also, in just how you operate on a day-to-day basis among your employees and staff, among uh, customers and, and clients, can be very uh, mission-oriented and give you opportunity to spread the gospel. And we know these are national, Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby, they're national, and they've been in the news a lot lately because they are so overtly Christian. But how many local businesses are run by Bible-believing Christians wanting to make a difference in the world? But one of the things we do here on Exploring Missions is identify missionaries who's made a difference and is making a difference, and we want to do that today. And Someone that I knew of, and especially the book that he wrote, and then you start investigating how the book came about. It's an amazing story, isn't it? Yeah, so I think it's been a while since we've highlighted a a mission worker from the past that not to make a hero out of them or put them on a pedestal, but just to say, hey, here's a person that God's done some 
incredible things with, and we can learn from them, and they can uh, motivate us to uh, see what God wants to do in our lives. So the, sp- the person we're looking at today, his name is Don Richardson. Don Richardson, he actually, just recently, back in December 23rd, 2018, he passed away. I think, he, I think it was brain cancer, actually. And, and, uh, but he lived a, a, a long, fruitful life. He was born June 23rd, 1935, in Canada. I think it was Prince Edward Island is where... He was born. I think I've heard that was one of the most beautiful places on earth. I've not been there yet. uh, My brother made his way up there. He and his wife were traveling, seeing the North American continent, and he said it was great. He said, but you better stay on the main roads. If you get on the back roads, you could get a little bit rocky, but beautiful. Yes, beautiful. So he and his uh, wife and his youngest son at the time moved at some point, I think 1962, I believe it is, but they, they moved to another one of the world's most beautiful places out in uh, West Papua, Indonesia. Oh, wow. Okay. I have a few friends that from time to time have visited uh, beaches in Indonesia, and the pictures they send back are just incredible, beautiful places. Uh, But it was a difficult place where Don, his wife Carol, and their six-month-old son Steve moved to, you know, to respond to God's call uh, into mission work. And uh, Steve, by the way, is now the president of Pioneers USA, which is a, a mission agency located in Florida. They're passing the torch. Yeah. So, uh, so this uh, young family of three served for 15 years among the Sawe people there in Irian Jaya, is what it used to be known as, West Papua, Indonesia. And so the Sawe, listen to how they're characterized, okay? Someone said... This is a Stone Age tribe of cannibal headhunters who idealized treachery. <laughs> and you're going to go to work in their community. Yeah, how would you like to, for God to say, okay, this is who you're, you're called to go uh, spread the good news of Jesus among. Can you imagine their welcome wagon? I, I, oh, man. <laughs> I can't imagine the, uh, just uh, the courage you yes. know, it takes oh. to, to uh, go. And I don't think they totally knew exactly what all they were getting into. If, let me just make this, keep where you're at. If we all knew what we were getting into when we volunteered, we probably would not. Yeah, yeah. But the amazing thing, and I want to go back to this, Jesus knew what was waiting on him, and he came. Yeah. That's the power of the gospel. And yeah. that gospel motivated Don Richardson and his family to go to this tribe that was dangerous. Yeah, so one of the, probably the best things or most influential things that, Don Richardson is known for is he kind of helped to pioneer or co- at least coined the phrase uh, redemptive analogy. Have you heard of this phrase? A redemptive analogy is something that a picture that happens maybe in everyday life in certain cultures and among certain groups of people, and it relates back. It's an analogous to the gospel, and you could use that as a as a picture, as a as a living picture of of the gospel. You can read about this and their and their adventures and their work there among the Sawe in his book. It's called Peace Child. That's the first time I heard of him when I heard the author of this book. So, yeah, Don Richardson wrote Peace Child. Let me just read a little bit about this is uh, from Mission Network News and uh, just a little bit of the story. And we'll follow their story along. It says in 1962, Don and his wife, Carol, 
moved to West Papua, Indonesia. With their six-month-old Steve in their arms, the Richardsons approached the Sawe tribe, not realizing that the very act of carrying their infant was a sign of peace to the 400 Sawe waiting to greet them. Now, as the Richardsons began to explain Jesus' story to the tribe, they realized that the Sawe were interpreting Jesus' betrayer, you know, Judas Iscariot. They saw Judas as the hero of the story. So this whole tribe identified as the, the number one top val- value as, as a people was treachery. So sometimes they would even befriend a member of another village that they were kind of at war with. And one of, the, one of the tribal members would go to this other village and pretend to be friends with someone from that village for the sole purpose of later betraying him to the death and having a cannibalistic feast. Mm. So this is the people. And that was their highest character. Yeah, uh, their highest value. Value. Yep. So what happened, eventually they were struggling for the gospel to t- take root. Even though they've, at this, by this point, they had uh, developed an alphabet for the Sawe people. The Richardsons had translated the New Testament into that language, taught them to read. And as they read and as they heard stories, it wasn't Jesus that was the hero. It, was, it became Judas. So it's almost like you are done everything wrong or backwards. So what would happen from time to time? Battles would break out between various villages. And they were jealous. They were fighting over who would get to be close to the Richardsons. And, and they started wondering, are we, we going to be betrayed? But when Don told them they needed to make peace between themselves or they would leave, a man brought his baby son to another tribe. The Richardsons were told that in the Sawe community, when one village wanted to make genuine peace with another village, they would present one of their children. And as long as that peace child lived, there would be peace between the enemies. Now, Carol... Don's wife finally realized that this peace child was a metaphor for the gospel. A father would give his son to the enemy to restore peace and bring reconciliation. Now, once this peace child explanation was given, there was a breakthrough among the Sawe. And so they started recognizing that Jesus was God's peace child, the ultimate peace child. And they began responding to the gospel And they eventually began reaching out in their own missionary efforts, the Sawe people, to tribes they had previously been at war with. And so it's been over 50 years, probably close to 55 years since this occurred. And still to this day, the Sawe people and all the area around that part of West Papua, Indonesia, has heard the gospel and they're spreading the gospel to other tribes and villages as we speak today. If you were to look them up and, uh, you know, find out information them on the Internet, you would find that and it would say they were cannibalistic headhunters in the past, but now mostly Christian. Yeah. Now, that's the difference that Don Richardson and his family made. And a six-month-old baby, his child probably kept them alive. Mm. And then another child that was given brought the truth of, of what the gospel was about, that Jesus Christ is the peace child. Well, I, I don't want to do too much with this, but I, I'm afraid that some people 
They would not dare, they say, they would honor Judas's carriot with their words. Or, But sometimes I really believe I've seen people honor Judas's carrot with their actions, mm. you know, yeah. uh, backstabbing and things like that. I think people need to really look at that and say, man, I, I, Judas is far from a hero, but Jesus is the answer. Nathan, when you think of Don Richardson and his gift to the mission effort, he ranks up there as a hero that a lot of times people don't even recognize. That's true with a lot of missionaries, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, God gave him the ability to tell this story and to write other books. He's written several books. Another book he uh, he wrote was called Eternity in Their Hearts. That one, a lot of people like Peace Child because it tells their story. And it introduces the idea of a redemptive analogy. But eternity in their hearts goes on a little further, and it's, it's, it's been a blessing in my life. And it shows how in every culture, in every time and place, God has not left himself without a witness. And even in the most primitive, back, what we would say is backward, pagan, demonic even, influenced culture on earth, you can still find bits and pieces of something that points to the gospel, that points to the truth of who Jesus is and the God, the creator, and, and that gospel message. And so you can find redemptive analogies everywhere. And uh, so that book, Eternity in Their, in Their Hearts, deals with that. You know, when you were <clears throat> saying that, it made me think about that divine space in a person's life mm. that only God could fill. So here God matches that divine space vacuum in a person's life with something in their culture that is pointing them to the one who can fill that vacuum. Yeah. That that's awesome. And Peace Child demonstrates that to the to the point of where a whole society would hear the gospel and now according to what it says the majority of that society has come into Christ. Yeah. And that's the world. And so God's calling us and in your area of influence, the mission statement that you have and where God wants you, God desires you to fill that vacuum in somebody's life by telling them the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen to the next interview and you'll be blessed by what God is doing around the world. We're in Anaheim, California at the National Broadcasters Convention here, and it is a great place to be. And we've met many neat people while we're here. And one of these people that I've just met is Elaine Beck. Elaine, it's good to meet you. Thank you. It's so wonderful to meet all of you. It, it is an exciting time and an exciting place. So we're, we're just so happy to be here. Well, I believe you are patriotic with that scarf. It looks like the American flag you've wrapped yourself in. Well, that's sort of like where our logo came from, uh, being Blessings Through Action and Our Action Place. The action stands for all Christians together in our nation. So it is God and country, and it's something that, God put on my heart six months ago that God gave me this vision. And he literally gave me the, 
the vision to bring all Christians together in our nation. And, you know, it's God is so awesome because never once did I think, oh, that's impossible or that's too big. Because we all know nothing's too big for God. I say, God, how do you want me to do this? Right. <laughs> because at that moment, did I have a clue? No. Uh, but he told me that night uh, as I fellowshiped with him and, and I prayed, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you. I just want you to listen. He said, now don't have any doubts during this. Don't let anybody place one doubt. And, and we've had a couple things that have happened, obviously, where people have said, oh, that's not going to work. You know, but he told us, don't listen to that. Listen to me. He said, I will put the right people in the right places at the right time. And I will make it happen. Right. And, and he has. When you think that six months ago, we, this was merely my vision from the Lord that he gave me. And today we're sitting in Anaheim, California at the NRB. And we have a 20 by 20 foot booth filled with God-fearing friends and family that are signing people up to get on a web page and a social media account that is for Christians to talk about what's happening in this nation. You know, I think that the Lord said, I need a voice in this country again. Amen. I need a voice. And he said, you, we are the, my people are the majority in this country and that you've allowed everybody else to push us aside and the people have been pushed aside and mistreated and, and things have been taken away and our freedoms and our abilities to, to worship him in the way that we should and want to and to have the strength that he gives us as a nation. And he, he was basically, in, from what I understood, saying, okay, if you all come together and you all show that you're my church, not a bunch of other churches, doesn't, you know, go to your churches, worship him as always, but be a voice and speak up and say, we want God in trust. Our motto, in God we trust. Yes, we do. Well, let me ask you this, Elaine. Right now, six months later, you have organized. You have become a 501c3. Exactly. You have printed all this material. You are gathering people to join you. And again, the name of the ministry is Blessings Through Action. Your website is blessingsthroughaction.org. It's blessingsthroughaction.org. And then the social media, whether gathering together, is called Our Action Place. Right. Now, is this an app that people get on, or how, how does this happen? How does, how does people come and be a part of, of Our Action Place? Well, the way that you do that is there, there's two different types of, of iPhone or phones, and that is an Apple phone where you can go right to the App Store, the Apple App Store, You can download that by just putting on the search, put Our Action Place. It'll pull it up. 
You download it, you sign up, and you're on, you're in. You have that voice. On the other one, all you have to do is go through Google Play, download the app of Our Action Place, and it'll put you on the site. And then on each of these, you just fill it out, become part of us. It's free, obviously. And the, the beauty of it is, is you can say how you feel. You can spread God's word. And, and the app is so nice because it is, if I may, uh, it is not going to shove you off. That We're not going to cut you out as a Christian. You can talk about God. You can share what you want for this nation. You can talk about the strength that God gives us. And you can talk about our schools. This is so important. The young people nowadays, they need a voice. Yes. And we need to be able to reach out to them and share the truth about, you know, we have a, there's history on this. There is the national Christian news on our sites, on both of them, that they can learn from. We need to strengthen our children and our families in this country. Our action place is a place for us to speak up and say, thank you, God, for putting President Trump in place. Thank you, God, for leading this country back to a place where we can speak out and stand up for you. So it's so important that we do that. And so the connection takes place with uh, just expressing that and it goes across it. Do you have to, and I'm going to use some words, do you have to befriend one another in order to get that joined or do you have a grouping or is everybody a part of the group when you join or do you kind of select who you want to be communicating with? Well, the beauty of it is, is we are similar to Twitter and Facebook. Okay. Uh, only in the way that the fact that you can do both on here. Okay. So we have a community page where everybody's together. Every, every, everybody can go on and you can make a comment and all the people that go on there can see it. Right. Okay. But there's also messages and friends section where you can go and befriend particular people. You can ask your friends to be on it. You can ask your family to be on it. You can send your family pictures and stuff to each other in in your own area and yet be on the community page and speak to the whole country, all of the Christians in this country. So if I want to be heard by everyone, it's community. If I want to communicate with a select few, it's my group. That's right. And you have the option of both? You do. You well, do. Well, how's it going? Six months into this, you're here at the National Religious Broadcasters meeting. You're looking for people that says, we want a voice. Oh, amen. And we don't want to be edited because of a Christian faith and because of conservative biblical principles in politics so we can right. voice what we say. Right. Do you know that you can even... Put your 12-year-old uh, or an up that's in high school or in college. You know, so many kids say, oh, I want to be on this and that because I want to talk to my friends. I want... Well, 
so many of these sites are not safe and they're full of really evil and nasty things. And, right. and we don't want our kids and grandkids and great grandkids on there. That's right. But they can be on this. We're going to, we, their hearts will be filled and their minds will be filled with news. We literally have a, a news, a, a history, um, a, a verbal history, one minute on every day that tells the, the children in this country the truth about how our, our country was formed and that they believed in Christ. And that the, the do, you know, here's a little tidbit. The first Bible that was made in this country was the Congress did it for the schools in this country. Now, how many Americans know yeah, that? I know. And yeah. these are the things that we're not only going to ask you to, to be part of and speak to, but you're going to be filled with God's information and the truth about God in this country. Amen. Well, let's, I want to make sure we get this in, that, that we know how first we can pray for you. Right. Secondly, how we can be a part of this. And I know you said that, but someone may have tuned in later and they don't know this. Right, and right. And we're going to pray for success. Amen. And, and then we're going to pray the prayer of Jabez that the Lord would broaden your oh, territory. Yes. That's in numbers. And I know you had some people from the UK already interested yes. in this. So we're, we're talking about people who have already expressed the desire to be a part of it. Right. So if right. we're we're talking to people there and yeah. maybe they want to be a part of this, go through it again, how they can do it yes. and be a part of our action place, which is the social media. Right. And then the website again is blessingsthroughaction.org and right. you can look at it and see what you're wanting to accomplish. But how can people be a part of this? Well the main thing is just to know to go online and look it up on under the app store and to go to either the app for Apple or the app at Google Play and download our action place off of that, sign up and become part of it. When we become one voice, that means that every person can stand up for Christ on here. We know that there's 240 million, according to Wikipedia, there's 240 million Christians in this country, and we're the majority. Let's all sign up for Christ. Amen. Well, Elaine, I want to say thank you for hearing from God. And, and a lot of times when people hear from God, they don't do anything with it. But you did. Well, my husband's a wonderful man, and we... He's well, along with you? He is with us. I'm telling you, there's he's behind like, this. There's nothing like a good spouse, a no. husband for a wife, and a wife no. for a husband, is there? No, there's not. I'm so blessed well, amen. in so many ways. And family is what's important. Oh, God listen. says so. Well, that's the right reason it's American Family Radio, and yeah. uh, we believe in it. Yeah. Well, Elaine, thank you for being a part of Exploring Missions, and God bless you. Oh, God bless you, and thank you, Bert, and everyone involved. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions, and we want you to be on Mission for God down the street or around the world or on social media. <laughs>